Hey everyone, welcome to Education Beyond the Classroom. I'm your host, Allison Schaefer, continuing talking about mom's journey with cognitive impairment. As I said before, her story and dad's story are completely different. Mom's decline was pretty intense. Um, not that dad's wasn't, but mom actually ended up being nonverbal and non-mobile. So we're, we're in the story talking about our time up north and how many wonderful times we had there. And we all fell into different roles to accommodate mom's needs, but it was getting stressful. And there were various times where each of us would want to lose it. So again, very fortunate that we have each other as we go through this journey. And I was getting tired because I would have the night shift and then sometimes um, do day shift as well. And she was becoming more and more agitated. Now, I, I want to uh, hang on that word and kind of share a little bit more about what agitation means. So agitation in the dictionary has a little bit more profound definition, but I just pulled this out. It's not feeling quite right in your own skin. So I want you to imagine this where you don't have your memory, you forget things so easily, and sometimes people are reminding you that you're forgetful, and so you become more agitated. So that whole feeling like not right in your skin, it's like you're losing your life. That's just how I'm going to put it. You're losing your life. The frustration builds, the irritability builds. So some of the behaviors of agitation can be, like I said, like constant pacing. Mom would pace back and forth with her walker when we were up in up north. She would get up in the middle of the night sometimes, and that was just how she needed to exert that energy. So she would pace back and forth in the kitchen, in the living room area. She um, Screaming, that came later. Mom did scream. She would scream at doctor's appointments um, and say that we're hurting her. She was not at a screaming point um, during that phase. Um, she did become more belligerent and out of character later on. Um, asking the same question, definitely something mom would do. Again, I'm going to remind you, you pretend it's the first time that they ask. If you become to, if you come to a point where you're getting stressed out, again, I'm going to tell you um, it's okay to kind of take a break. Um, make sure that your loved one is safe but step away from the situation and kind of reset yourself, so to speak. Maybe let out a little anger and scream and um, frustration and re-engage. So it's not easy. I am not going to lie. Um, another agitation behavior is repeating words over and over. And when mother was in her last place of living she kept repeating numbers over and over and over again. And that was her peace of mind. So it's like, you got to let them, if they are safe, if they're, um, you know, agitated, just pacing, just mouthing off or whatever, and they're safe, let it go. Let it go. Because to them, that's like their blanket, their safety blanket, and trying to deal 
what's going on. So as the month of May went tick-tock, the time went on, mom became more and more angry and her agitation was more prevalent and kind of unable to handle her. So we were looking to take her the um, after Memorial Day weekend, take her that Monday after Memorial Day weekend, back to Attic Angels, but there was no room. There was no room at the inn, so to speak. She had no two-bedroom independent living. They weren't going to take her in memory care until they did an assessment. So mom had to go into the health care center, which was pure hell. And she, there were 40 residents and four nurses, four people on call to take care of 40 residents in a healthcare center. Now, in this healthcare center, it's anywhere, you know, people are recovering from injuries, um, health issues, not a memory care issue. Like, it was so not matched up with mom's needs. Not at all. So anyways, before we brought her home, we had some really precious moments of just Keith and Debbie and I, all three of us sitting, four of us, sorry, um, sitting by the fire and talking and mom was telling jokes and it was funny and she she looked at us after we were all laughing one particular time and it's a guess I, had, I guess you had to be there moment because we all were laughing so hard. We were crying and it was like, oh my God. And she looked at all three of us and she said, you will never forget this moment and you will never forget this. And that stuck with all of us to this day because she knew, she damn well knew she was going to be, there was hell that was going to happen. Somehow she knew. So we tried to enjoy as much time as we could in those light the light moments, um, because there was many, many dark moments that came in. So again, we brought mom back um, uh, at, that Monday after Memorial Day weekend into the healthcare center at Attic Angels. And remember, it's still mask madness. Um, it was hell visiting. She was, it was fortunate she was on the ground floor again. So we, we could visit her through her window. Um, but boy, we couldn't even go near the window if we didn't have a mask on. Oh my God, I'm sorry. My, my, my emotions come through on this and it was just stupid because for her, for an elderly to have a mask on was hell for them. I'm sorry that I get so razzed. I have to settle down a little bit. Because for them, it's like, what's going on? She tries to rip it off. All of them were trying to rip it off. Um, we were fortunate to be able to go in every once in a while to grab mom or bring things into her. Mostly Debbie did. And um, people had masks on. So during that stay for mom from May of 2020 until February of 21, um, she had cellulitis. So she was... Um, it needed more health care, so they jacked the price up. So pay attention to all this stuff, because the price, that's another ditty thing. And any more care that they needed to do, they tacked on $1,000 or something like that, in which her care was not that good in this facility, in the health care center part. Um, and they wouldn't do testing for her to get her into the memory care center. They basically just left her. So she would wander up and down the hall. She would try to help with um, folding um, clothes again. She had to do something, and her needs were not met. They were not met. So she, her agitation level was going up. 
and she wanted to get the hell out of there. She was swearing. She was ticked off. Her cellulitis threw her back a little bit where it's like, um, I think Deb had to take her like three times to the doctor. So at that time we could take her out, take her to the doctor, go to wound care, take care of it. They weren't taking care of her. I'm just going to say that. So we slowly watched and our hands were tied and we couldn't really do that much because of the freaking pandemic. So, um, other things that occurred, um, her, she was completely belligerent, swearing at other residents, um, running her, her walker into people. So out of character, she's isolated. She can't do anything else. So it's, it's with right. I mean, I don't say it's like, oh, that's okay to do it, but think about it. Put yourself in their shoes. Not only do they have memory loss, but they're in this isolated situation so there's nothing for her to do except pace, pace back and forth, try to go through the things that were in her room. And I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to tell you this because I remember I talked about familiar. When we moved her back, when we moved her into the healthcare center, we moved items from her independent living, her apartment into that and put pictures up Try to make it as homey as possible. That's what you need to do. You put pictures up. You put um, memorabilia up. Put pictures of you and your, you know, your loved one and their family. Because those are things that you can reflect on as you and deflect to when um, agitation hits. So make every move that they do, because mom has two more after this, make it familiar as possible. So mom stay there. Um, she declined. She was too belligerent. So um, they had decided that we needed to take her to another facility, which was an hour and a half away. So again, we picked her up in February and she has to move out of this current facility and she goes down to an intense drug treatment facility. Debbie and I walk into her room in the healthcare facility to move her, to bring her down to this other place. And there were dirty diapers in her closet, empty food containers all over. She had been sitting in her own urine in the chair, sleeping for we don't know how long. I'm not a very nice person. So Deb took pictures I marched down to the manager and I said, how long has my mother been sitting there? Well, gee, I don't know. So I'm sorry, but I'm just bringing this across because keep on top of those things. Your loved ones don't deserve to be treated like they're nothing. Like they are not of value to anybody. And that's exactly what happened to our mother. So I was irritated. She and I chatted a little bit and I said, we need someone to help right now. She needs to be changed, and we're packing her stuff, and we are leaving right now. So we packed stuff up, dug through all the shh, I don't even want to swear, dug through all the stuff that was in her room, packed up pictures and memorabilia that she knew, I mean, that 
would help her. Pictures of us, the family, of dad, of up north, of her home, and try to pick out things that she would be agreeable with down in the facility we were taking her to. The facility was a hospital room because they had to regulate her meds. And I'm trying to think of what else I can tell you about that. So I'm going to leave it here because I got a little too long-winded and I'm passionate about this. Remember, agitation, when it happens, you redirect. If they get more agitated, you know what? If they aren't hurting, hurting anybody, clear the way, move stuff out of the way, make it safe for your loved one to appease their agitation, the pacing back and forth. Get rid of those rugs. Get rid of the rugs so they can cruise up and down. Get rid of anything in their way so they can move around. So that's one thing. Redirect with pictures. Redirect with stories of long ago. So that will help you with the agitation stage for only so long. So mom has hit a point where nothing is working with her. And rightly so, she's been isolated, treated like shit. So now they, they over-medicated her. I don't even know. Debbie kept track of, I think they put her on some antipsychotics, plus lorazepam, plus her cholesterol, her blood pressure. It was a cocktail of hell is what she was going through. Cocktail of hell. So then she goes down to this facility and she is there for six weeks. And I'll tell you what happens in that six weeks. And then I'm going to bring you hopefully to the end of her life. So that means how many times has my mom moved and we have to shift gears, make sure she's familiar and has familiar items in her room that she's going to be in. Whew. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for hopping on. If this is the first time, go ahead, hit um, follow so you get a notification when the next episode comes out. I appreciate you guys who are hanging with me through this whole story. And please take care of yourselves. You got one life, one time through. Always keep on learning because it truly is the essence of life. And I will catch you on the flip side. Peace out.